Hello, everyone. I'm Father Alexander Hart. And I'm Father David Marshall. And this is a special Christmas Advent edition of A Bridge Between, where we bridge our knowledge of the gospel. We bridge from one liturgical season to another, which is a very short bridge, by the way. And what else are we bridging today, Dave? It's a cart path. It's a walking path. Uh, we are bridging... Um, well, we're doing this really interesting thing. Uh, for those who are preachers and listen to our show, um, I am preaching on Sunday morning at Advent 4, and I'm preaching on Christmas Eve, Sunday evening, two sermons. And uh, so we're going to do that. We're going to have Advent 4, some sermon ideas, and then we're going to do uh, Christmas with some sermon ideas. And we're going to throw in our favorite Christmas movies, folks. So hang on. That's episode two, but we're coming to it. So uh, and Alex, it is so wonderful to see you. Uh, he is back from COVID. He uh, he has survived. And how's your family? Uh, very well. Apparently, they are very resilient because this is the second time I've had it, and none of them have had it. It's because they're giving it to you. Well, well, <laughs> they're, they're the typhoid Timmy. They're, <laughs> it, it, they're... it could be, or it could be they're just much more resilient and hardier peasant stock than I am, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. So same thing around my house is that, um, I, I actually came down with it, but, um, several of the folks had glancing blows where they, they tested positive at no symptoms. And so, yeah, it's fascinating, but I am so pleased we're in a place nowadays where we have, uh, the, the technology, um, to be able to withstand these things. So, um, well, and I'm just going to give a shout out to, uh, the clergy and vestry and lay leaders in my parish who, on short notice, really took care of everything. You know, my associate, Father Richard Earl, um, he's amazing. You know, I told him on Thursday morning, guess what, you're preaching. And he said, okay, I'm preaching because uh, you're sick and I will take care of it. And he even took care of a committal um, the same day. So- uh, Oh my goodness. Wow. Yeah, it's, so it's, it's wonderful when you have a group of people who are a good team and you can um, depend on them and I'm very grateful. That's fantastic, yeah. Um, and when I had it, it was also over a Sunday. And yeah, I have a fantastic team. Um, it's it's great. And because it's we aren't people gathered around a minister, we're people gathered to minister. So these type of things remind us of this. So yeah, that's fantastic. And now speaking of teams, if there was a team of angels, today we're going to be reading about one of the heads of the team of angels coming down and having a conversation with somebody. Yes, that is what Advent 4 is about. In my opinion, it should have been Advent 3. Nobody ever asked. I'm just throwing it out there. Um, you, didn't change, you didn't change it? Like you didn't change it? I didn't. Thought crossed my mind. Um, maybe, maybe next year. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, I fixed something else, which I'll tell you offline. But, um, <laughs> but it worked much better. Um, so... But yeah, so we have uh, Advent 4, and we have this this fantastic reading. Uh, and folks, you should know that I wrote um, at least 10 pages, 15 pages, I don't know what, it was a big paper uh, in seminary about the particular passage that we have, which is Luke chapter 1, verse 26 through 38. And, um, and I took the approach that Luke was writing to John the Baptist's community, that that's the beloved community he was writing to and um and talking to them more about who jesus is as opposed to who john is and had to do with this interaction between elizabeth and mary that that's that was my approach so i have looked at every single word of this in greek um and 
then uh, Alex and I looked at the last verb, uh, departed. Then the angel departed from her, and I had to look that one up because I didn't look at that one up in seminary. But uh, yeah, so uh, I'm excited to talk about this one. I love this passage. And uh, Alex, please interrupt me if I get too, too nuts on it. And just one last thing. Um, what's so unique about this Sunday, because it does not happen very often, is we literally have a shift in liturgical season occurring over the course of 12 hours, or yeah. less than 12 hours, because yes. Advent 4 is in the morning on December 24th in the morning, and then Christmas Eve occurs that night, which of course means that Christmas, from a vigil standpoint, it's the vigil of the nativity, occurs that evening. So many churches have kind of had to figure out how to do this. Some are not having a service in the morning, some are. I get a lot of questions from parishioners and I, I kind of, I don't brush it off, but I say, isn't it wonderful when the lectionary gets a little messy? It's fun. It's exciting. Um, and my, my tradition is that um, I have served churches that have had Christmas day services and I tell them that's fine. I won't be there. Uh, once my kids are grown, I will be there, but I have this short time of where we have kids at home opening presents. And for as much as I love you all, I need to be at home doing that first. And the only time I do that when I violate that now is uh, when Sunday is Christmas day. But um, so uh, when I came to All Angels, I looked at their schedule and I said, I'm, I might be missing something. I see you have a Christmas Eve service, but no Christmas day. And they're like, no, no, nobody shows up for Christmas day. We only do a Christmas Eve. <laughs> I knew, I knew this was my church. Well, and so other, the other side of that might be, you don't do a Christmas day. We need to put one in there. No, no. I mean, they can, uh, you know, I'll set the stuff up and I'll have somebody, but, um, so, and the other issue is that we, this is a barrier Island church. And a lot of our folks nowadays, um, are traveling for Christmas. And so it's interesting, um, that other barrier Island priests have told me this too that we have difficulty finding chalice bearers for Christmas Eve because most of our folks are out uh, right. traveling. So anyway, it's um, it's a, it's a wonderful time and I love this service. So if there will be people and Alex, you'll have them too, who will show up Sunday morning and will show up Sunday evening and are intrigued to hear how we do this because it's it just, this doesn't happen very often. Right. So let's jump into the text. Yes. So in June, uh, Gabriel, the angel, um, by the way, angels don't often get named. So when we have a named angel, that's very exciting. It's exciting to me, at least. Um, he approached Mary and um, she's called a virgin. And there are literally five different ways you can translate that. Uh, I translate it as she uh, had not had her first period. So that's how I would translate it. Okay. As in, she is engaged, but she hasn't become a woman yet. And so that's the status that she's in. I'm going to... you having difficulty with that word, Alex? No, I'm just going to push back on that just a little. Feel free. Because the image or understanding that I have of Mary is when she says, I know, I have known not man. Okay. Right. That's usually the translation I dive into. And okay. I don't think that Mary was 12 years old or mm. 13 years old um, Okay, in, in the text. What if, what if she was 15? Yeah, but I mean, at, 
talking about the time that we're talking about, this is like half her lifespan at this point. You know, people okay. die in their 30s. So sure. I, I'm, I'm thinking that, and by the way, I also don't necessarily believe that Joseph was significantly older. I don't okay. think Joseph is a man in his 40s yeah. either. Um, I think okay. that's sometimes a, a misportrayal of, of Joseph. So for me, I think this is um, pretty much down the middle, as you might say. Uh -huh. Sure. Um, all right. So at the risk of reading you and, and folks, Alex and I did not intend to talk about this. So this we are entering new territory. Um, how can this be um, is a good phrase. And then we have uh, the uh, conjunctive subordinate uh, cause of since or because. Um, and then we have this fascinating verb. Um, and uh, it is, again, that word that's translated as uh, virgin. Um, so um, So I disagree with what you're saying, um, right. I mean, I, because yeah. So the idea that yes, the the word Andra is thrown in there, um, and that's where we would understand um, the the sense of uh, that you know I have not known a man. Well, that's not what it says. Um, there, there, and by the way, there's a way to say that in Greek, and it wasn't said that way. Um, so um, what it's saying is that. I, um, I'm not yet old enough to be married or to have Andrew, to, 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 to have a man to be married. Uh, I'm engaged. And so we're simply waiting for the clock of time to strike. Um, and then once that happens, uh, then the marriage is performed. Uh, and then, right. So, so that, I that's my own interpretation. That's, that's fine. I don't want to go down the rabbit hole on, on, on this one in terms of discussing the virginity of the Virgin Mary. Um, I think the important thing here to know is that if we were to enter into paternity court, as the show would be called, okay. God, is, God is the father. The well, yeah, yeah, of course. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so I mean, and that's, that's the point of it. Keep right. <clears throat> right. Uh, the other thing that my dad would like to point out is that um, one of the unique things about the 20th century and 19th and 18th is that um, the the age that um, that that's happening to women uh, is getting younger uh, oh, yes. and it is accelerating um, that the so I know of some folks who were raised in rural uh, parts of Russia um, and that doesn't happen until they're 15 or 16 um, and it's something about this developed industrialized world where it's starting to shift. My dad said, by the way, it was fluorescent lights, but that's his theory <laughs> that fluorescent lights mess with our own because it's brighter than what we think it is. And anyway, anyway. Yeah, we've, that's, that's rabbit did hole. Did you say rabbit hole? Did you say to go down the rabbit hole or, no. <laughs> or not so, to? So for those of us who are, who are preaching on this, this is, a miraculous encounter for numerous reasons. Um, and the reason I, it is so is not only is God's messenger speaking directly to Mary and saying something that could happen if she says yes, but also we have the onus being placed on the individual to say, let it be. Yes. 
And I think that is one of the most important parts of this scripture. Mary is the yes in a history, long-standing history of humanity's no to God. I yeah, I completely agree. So for those um, that are listening on Spotify, I'm, I'm nodding my head, which you couldn't hear. Uh, that yes, um, the, the the contrast here is that uh, the Most High will overshadow you. Uh, therefore, the child to be born will be holy. You'll be called the Son of God. And now your relative Elizabeth, in her old age, has also conceived a son. Uh, the sense that God is in charge of all of this, and that we have this contrast of a Mary, who I believe is much younger, apparently, Alex, than you do, um, <laughs> and and then Elizabeth, that God is uh, in, in charge of this. And the last thing that Gabriel says is, for nothing will be impossible with God. Um, I love that. And so then Mary, with all of that, um, said, as you had said, here I am, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. Then the angel departed, is departing, will depart from her. <laughs> so I threw the arist in. I had to, right? Um, so I, I, I don't know. This passage, first of all, it makes me blush. I don't, I've blushed several times when I've been talking about this. <laughs> and, and now I get really, really excited about this. Um, one thing I'm excited about is, and I'm making sure you're not going to do a spit take when I say it. So I want to make sure you fully trained. I didn't I'm, want I'm, you to do it. Go ahead. Will Seinfeld thing. Um, is that the sense that the overshadowing is something that Mary first agreed to. Um, the thing about the Lord is with you, greetings favored one, she was much perplexed and pondered. What does that mean? Like that was something that was forced upon her. She didn't know or she she just is living her life. And then Gabriel says, greetings favored one, the Lord is with you. And she's like, wow, that was something that was forced upon um, but the rest of this was, um, and, and interestingly enough, the phrasing we have from Gabriel doesn't indicate that this is a question, but she treats it as one, which means it is. And uh, she said, here I am, the servant of the Lord, let it be with me. Um, the, are you familiar with uh, Stop Up Matter, the, the, uh, the brilliant piece by Dvorak? No. Um, okay, so there's this really cool Middle, uh, middle Ages um, poem that was written that then later turned into music. And if you, if you were to look at the phrase for nothing will be impossible with God, then Mary said, here I am the phrase between nothing impossible with God. And the, then Mary said that Gabriel told her a lot more. And what this poem is, is that he tells her not only is he the most high will be called the son of God, but he's going to do these things. You will watch him be crucified. You will hold his body. You will place him in the grave. She pondered it and said, here I am. Right. And, and I think um, there, there's two things I want to point out. One is you talked about the idea of things that are kind of forced upon us and things that are not. Right. And the way that I would put it is that revelation is different than relationship. Okay. Tell me more about that. So what I mean by that is the things that God reveals to us can be jarring, can kind of trigger the senses. It's something that we may see and go like, oh, my gosh, I can't even look away. It's just so in front of us. <clears throat> but relationship is different. Relationship is something into which God invites and asks to be invited into. 
And so when I think of the encounter that Mary has, there's revelation, like, I don't understand this. I don't understand what's happening. I see these things, can't believe it. But relationship is different. And relationship requires this, this human consent into God's plan. So when I think about Advent 4, I focus a lot on hospitality. And the reason I do that is because so many of us on Christmas Eve around this time of year are getting ready to host people in our homes or we are getting ready to go to somebody else's house, mm -hmm. spend the night, sleep on a couch, who knows. And hospitality is something that is basic to every culture. Mm -hmm. It's basic to every human being, but we still need to learn about it to make sure that we are practicing it. And so what is this divine hospitality that the angel is talking about and that God is asking for is to be accepted and mm -hmm. not just to be accepted, but to be allowed to dwell within. And when I'd like to put those two together, the human and the divine hospitality, mm -hmm. it makes me think a little deeper about what it means to welcome people into my home, to, mm -hmm. them, to care for them. And um, it makes me also ask, am I doing the same for my family who I see every day? Am I treating a stranger better than I'm treating my own family? Right, right. <laughs> yeah, so that's the whole, did the lighting just change or is that my monitor? The, I think that what happens is, is that is there you, a cloud? Uh, there's a cloud that's going by my window right now. So I can, uh, I can adjust a little bit to All that. Right and brighten myself up a little bit. There you go. Um, but yeah, oh, that's so better. Okay, I, I give you a, a mouthful of thoughts there. Thank you. Um, and you had mentioned relationship and revelation. So I started uh, diving into the Greek a little more as you were talking. Um, and with uh, Gabriel saying to her, do not be afraid, Mary, uh, you have found favor with God. Uh, the do not be afraid is a um, uh, this this flash right now. It's not like don't be afraid in the past. Don't be afraid in the future. It's like right now. Don't be afraid. Right. But your favor is favor uh, has been is and will be um, that uh, that your fear shouldn't um, the short term fear shouldn't overlap uh, your entire life, because what is overlapping your entire life is your favor with God. Right. Um, and, and I think that Gabriel would say that um, potentially to everybody, um, that uh, um, I have some people I do not recognize that are tapping on my window. <laughs> I don't know what they're doing. We'll see if my assistant stops them or if they're going to come into the office. We, we might have guests was what I'm saying. Well, either um, way, we're actually uh, coming to the end of part one. Remember, this is a two-part episode. Well, that's true. It is a two-part episode. Of, uh, of part one. Um, you know, one of the things I would say uh, to those who are going to be preaching on Advent 4, uh, there's a line that you and I were talking about, which is to be continued. Yes. And it feels a great deal like Saturday, like Sunday morning, feels like a to be continued type of episode. Like, Keep watching, keep waiting. The good stuff is about to happen. And the what I would say in response to that is, number one, keep Advent 4 as Advent 4. Yes, absolutely. Do not preach a Christmas sermon on Advent 4. It's tempting, but I would not do it. 
Number two is to highlight to people to say this waiting that we've been experiencing, it's almost over, but not in a way that you might imagine because we're going to hear the rest of the story. And then the to be continued is that each one of us is called to continue telling this story mm -hmm. forever until the end of time. Yep. Continue telling the story of the incarnation of Christ mm -hmm. until the end of time. So don't be the one who stops the to be continued. You got it. Um, and with relationship, uh, with Mary saying, let it be with me according to your word. It would be interesting if Gabriel came to us on Advent 4 and said, do you want to continue to Christmas or do you want to stop here? Right. Um, that, And we do that when we offer hospitality, when we uh, allow for hosts to serve us, that we are allowing us to roll into Christmas, to let it be with us, um, is to engage in this very short and beautiful, amazing uh, Christmas season. And that God is asking us now, um, do you want to continue? And I hope that we all answer. I hope me personally, and I hope the rest of us answer that, yes, let it be with us according to your word and that we can now enter into the season of Christmas. Amen to that. So what we're going to go ahead and do is uh, stop. Okay. And um, we're going to go ahead and stop there. For those of you who may have seen a little bump in the video. God bless you all. Have a wonderful week. And we're going to get ready to record episode number two for Christmas. Excellent.